Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. Billionaire Barry. We're going to talk about retail sales. We're going to talk about the largest employer of San Francisco saying the city is not going to return to what it was. And of course, we're going to talk about housing. Let's go first with Billionaire Barry. Billionaire Barry, of course, is our favorite billionaire to uh, poke fun at a little bit. He has been mentioned on this channel probably a dozen times because he clearly showed us what it means to be an illiquid billionaire. Folks, if you don't remember, Billionaire Barry came on CNBC probably nine months ago with PowerPoint. That is not a good look for a billionaire, basically begging the Fed to stop raising rates. Why did he do that? Well, I proposed at the time and have the receipts to prove it that he was illiquid. He has since gone, had his mortgage company go bankrupt. He has had to stop distributions. He has had to raise cash by selling single-family homes. And just today, or I guess yesterday, Billionaire Barry has started to default on office buildings. This one here is in Atlanta. It is a $212 million deal. This will not be the last one. Yes, folks, Billionaire Barry. I think what's going on with Billionaire Barry and lots of billionaires in real estate is they're creating two portfolios. One portfolio is survive to 25. We're going to do everything possible to keep these assets. These are the ones we want to own in five to 10 years. And then there's the other portfolio. The other portfolio, like this building in Atlanta, he is going to negotiate hard. He is going to potentially give the building back to the lenders. I suspect because he is a billionaire, or at least purports to be a billionaire, that maybe the banks will extend and pretend. Maybe he will be able to keep the building. I don't know. But I do think all of these real estate billionaires are making choices, and they really are creating two portfolios. So uh, again, Billionaire Barry has defaulted on a $212 million office building in Atlanta, as we expected. How about retail sales? Retail sales came in this morning weaker than expected. Uh, remember, folks, something we try to do on this channel is give just a wee bit of education. There is something, of course, we talk about nominal and real. Uh, we will do that again here with retail sales. So retail sales were expected to be up 0.6. These are month-on-month -month numbers. Uh, they were actually up 0.2. So that is a nominal number. If we go back to CPI, which was last week or maybe the week before, we know that CPI, which again is Consumer Price Index, was also up 0.2. So it's a crude measure. It's not exact, but it's certainly good enough for you and I to look at and say, hey, you know what? Retail sales were actually flat in real terms. So nominally up 0.2, but that is all inflation related. In a real basis, retail sales were flat. This, again, is, you know, uh, another reason why, again, the Fed, uh, I, again, think the Fed should pause. I think they are on a glide path to raise. 
I think it is a mistake. I think something will break uh, and they'll be cutting soon. Uh, but this was not a barn burner retail sales that screams time to raise rates. Uh, so again, um, it's going to get interesting. Let's talk about a bunch of earnings. Again, the big banks like Morgan Stanley came out, B of A, Bank of America, all beat top line and bottom line. This should not be a surprise to you. This is not about the big banks. The big banks, all of them, all of them are reporting record interest income, right? They lend out at six or seven. Maybe they park it with the Fed at five. They pay you and I 0.1, and they make the spread. Uh, so this should not be uh, shocking. One thing that Morgan Stanley did highlight is that they, they had $90 billion in new client assets. So again, we are clearly seeing that the big six did get some uh, assets uh, during this last quarter. Uh, let's move on to the smaller institutions. This is where we need to focus. Ignore the big six, the big seven. PNC Financial. PNC Financial. A big mid-tier bank, kind of that second level. Uh, they missed on revenue. Deposits and net interest income fell. So what's happening at these smaller institutions? Well, if you're not paying attention, PNC Financial has been aggressive on raising interest rates they are paying on deposits. So again, if they're lending out at, say, 7, and unlike the big banks that are paying 0.1, PNC Financial is, for example, paying 4%, that is a lot less um, net interest income. So again, these are things to watch. This is why, just like the stress test, which was a joke, just like these earnings report, it's not about the big banks. It's that next tier, which we are going to get over the next two weeks. And I expect many of them, not all, but many of them to report disappointment on deposits and net interest income because they are fighting to stay alive. Uh, again, we've talked about the last two or three weeks there are estimates that over the next 6 to 12 months, the United States banking system will be half as big, 30% maybe mergers. So again, this is something for us to watch. On top of that, you got Charles Schwab, uh, also beat top line, beat bottom line, had a nice bump in their uh, stock price this morning. I saw that. Again, we're, this is not about the big boys. It's about the ones underneath that. Uh, let's talk about housing. Lots of talk suddenly about, hey, there's no inventory, existing home sales, active inventory, something you and I have been talking about for quite a while. But let's talk about where inventory comes from. I believe there are three places where inventory comes from. One, builders, right? Builders add new inventory. Historically speaking, builders have been about 10 or 11% of the market. Given existing home sales and activity is down, they're now about, let's call it 20% of the market, maybe 18%. So that's kind of not enough to move the needle. Then there are life events, right? Death, divorce, job transfer, whatever. That is how come even with these rates at 7% or near 7%, we will still do roughly on an annualized basis 4 million transactions. What we are missing, without question, is the move-up buyer. 
Now, there's an interesting debate going on, which I think is nonsensical, right? There are folks like myself who have said what we are suffering from is interest rate lock-in, right? Basically, hey, you got a 3%, you're not selling. And on the other side, there are people saying it's about affordability, that interest rate lock-in is not the problem. Again, I don't, I don't know that debating that difference is warranted, but I would actually postulate that it's the same thing, just with a different lens. What I am saying when I say interest rate lock-in is say, hey, I'm in a smaller home. You know, hey, my wife's pregnant. We need another bedroom. We go look for the house that's slightly bigger, extra bedroom. We can't, we can't afford it, right? We were approved for a smaller home with a rate at 3%. The next home is 50K more, but the interest rate is double. I call that interest rate lock-in. Now, if you're on the other side of this, and this goes out to Logan from Housing Wire, he's the big proponent of lock-in is not real. What Logan is saying is it's an affordability problem. So I guess what I'm saying is I am looking at the house you're in, saying that's interest rate lock-in, and what Logan is saying is it's the house you're trying to buy is not affordable. Again, one and a half does the other. The move-up buyer is not moving, and frankly, the move-down buyer is not moving. How many um, you know, folks who have a big home that are empty nesters would like to move down but can't? It doesn't make financial sense. So again, the housing market is without question broken. It is just broken. Uh, next up, let's talk about Altos Research. Again, shout out to the team at Altos Research. They put out the most up-to-date information. Uh, it looks like, again, one of the reasons Altos Research, much like Privy, is on top of this is they are sourcing stuff from the MLS active, active listings. Median price of active listings up 2% year on year. Uh, median price of new contracts up over last year. Uh, and the other thing, if you follow me on Twitter, you will see that there is a chart that basically shows going forward for the next five and a half months, which is the rest of this year, uh, the comparisons only get easier from here. This is last year, this time, we had our first shock at 6 and 7%. If you go back and watch interviews from Beth and Adrian and Ty and all of these folks, real estate stopped last July, August, and September. This is where we had the price declines, remember? This is, um, this is going to be easier to compare. The year-on-year -year comparisons should get easier. Jesse, uh, I'm really happy with what I see in Privy. I think it does answer some key questions that I get from one rental at a time students, and that is, you know, hey, where should I look? And then, hey, can I put in my buy box? So, again, I think, I think there's something there for a lot of folks. So I'm glad... Glad you liked it. Hopefully you did the ORAT discount or coupon or whatever it is, O-R-A-A-T. Gave you a little bit of savings. Hopefully that. Uh, hopefully you used that. Uh, let's talk about Goldman Sachs. Goldman Sachs is saying, you know what? The chances of a recession uh, is going uh, have gone down over uh, from 25 to 20%. Goldman Sachs' call on having a recession in the next 12 months has gone down. Folks, this whole soft landing thing is starting to pick up some steam. Josh, thank you very much for the uh, super chat. I appreciate you. 
Uh, you did get the discount. Congratulations. That is awesome. Uh, where am I? I'm in Vegas. and enjoying some, uh, some time away. Uh, so, no, this is just a nice, big-ass hotel suite. Uh, so Olivia can sleep over there, and I can do this video, and hopefully she doesn't hear me. So um, what else do we got going on today? Oh, let's talk about San Francisco. San Francisco. So if you don't know, the largest employer uh, probably outside of the city government, I actually don't know. So it's the largest private employer, let's say it that way, is Salesforce.com. Uh, their CEO is Mark Benioff. Mark Benioff was interviewed in basically saying the city will never return to what it was. I've said it before and likely will say it again. Somebody is going to make billions of dollars investing in San Francisco at the bottom. I fully believe that San Francisco will be back, but it ain't done going down first. This is very much like New York in the 1980s. Uh, if you haven't researched that, I suggest doing it. There will be plenty of opportunity, but unfortunately, it's got to all burn first, at least figuratively, and you need to start over. And frankly, folks, if you're in San Francisco, stop voting for these folks in office. The whole elected officials need to go. You need to start over uh, or else you're going to get what you got. So the last thing I want to talk about is Tim Grover. Uh, Tim Grover, if you don't know, is uh, I'll call him a motivational speaker. He has written a couple of amazing books, which I have read. He is best known for being the coach or personal trainer of Michael Jordan. And after Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. Uh, I've caught a, I think it was a Instagram reel of Tim Grover speaking at an event, and he said something that I want all of you to hear. Tim Grover said, are you interested or are you obsessed? Are you interested or are you obsessed? Do you want a better financial future? Are you interested or obsessed? Do you want to get started real estate investing? Are you interested or obsessed? One of the things that I keep coming back for daily and doing the focus, this daily financial news is to show you that daily discipline works. If you are interested in real estate investing, there is no better community than one rental at a time. Flat out. People are doing it, motivating, private Facebook group, free, all of that. If you look at my story, I was obsessed. I looked at a small buy box for three and a half years. I was obsessed. Would you say I'm obsessed today? Probably not. I've got mine. We're still adding. We're still growing. But I'm not obsessed. You have to be obsessed for those first two, three, four, five years. If you want help, my community can help. If you want to know how to do it, there's a $47 buy box course. Two hours. We go through multiple things. Spend the money. Go figure it out. If you really want to get started, there's a $3.99 option, which I will give you 100 bucks in free goodies, like the Buy Box or the Mastermind. And then finally, uh, lots of folks are getting the Mentor option because that price is going up pretty significantly. $7.99, you get, uh, you get 450 bucks in goodies, plus 30 minutes of my time when you're ready. I did get a couple of questions from folks. If you buy the $7.99 option, just like I'm doing today, I will give you things that I create in the future. That is the creme de la creme of what we do here at One Rental at a Time. For example, Dan Bird's stock trading uh, event that occurred this weekend will become a course. 
if you get the mentor option, $7.99, you will get that for free. I will just add it manually to your Teachable account. So again, if you, if, are you interested or obsessed? I think Tim Grover said it best. You can follow him on Instagram. I, I'm now following him because I really like that. So at the end of the day, folks, I want you to have an amazing day. Like, subscribe, comment. We are 131 wonderful subscribers away from 48,000. Love to get to 48,000 and get under 2,000 as our journey to 50,000 continues. Uh, lastly, for the W-2 employees, I want you to know something. It starts with belief. You need to believe it's possible. Hopefully what you've seen on this channel and the other millionaires that we bring on this channel, none of us, myself included, have anything special. We were just obsessed, whether it's Anna Kelly or Jonathan Twomley or Matt, the lumberjack or Dion or Millennial Mike or the list goes on and on. Their stories may be different, but they were all obsessed. You should be doing a needs versus want analysis. You need dry powder. You're living paycheck to paycheck. You need to create some dry powder. Cut expenses, raise income, or do both. And then finally, you need focus and daily discipline. I don't care what your investment thing is. You need to become elite. Getting wealthy is simple. Dry powder times becoming elite at something times time. You need, you need time, eight, 10 years. Folks, at the end of the day, I want you to have an amazing day. Yes, please hit that like button. We've got 157 amazing people watching this live and only 24 thumbs up at the moment. Uh, again, thank you for being here every day. It means a lot to me that so many of you tune in daily. Uh, we do this at 730 uh, on purpose so we can get to see lots of you. Folks, have an amazing day. Let's see what this view looks like. I don't know if you can see it. Eh, that's the strip down the way. All right, folks, take care of yourself.